We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The important thing for us to look at is before the stretch, which was a you know, difficult stretch, you know, not diminishing the one and six stretch at the end, we are 26-5 and five over the last 31 games. I mean, that's four times the amount of games that we played um, over this stretch. That is hard to do in the National Football League. That is hard to find um, a head coach in this league who has that record of success. Um, I think we were 33-11 and 11 up until that point um, with Nick. Um, we've made the playoffs three straight years. Again, not okay finishing one and six. So I'm not sitting up here saying that. But um, it is hard to find somebody who can do those sort of things. That's what Howie Roseman says. We shall find out as we move along. Welcome on in. It is the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gillo, Kyle Quinn is behind the glass on a football Friday. Feels like a weird one in Philadelphia, but a big one. Big show today. By the way, Patrick Willis going to join the show later. Used to play for uh, Vic Fangio in San Francisco. Five-time All-Pro. He'll join the show at noon. A lot to get to our Friday staples. Good morning, Hugh. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Philadelphia. And I just want to say, people, if you like chocolate and mint together, that you are a nasty individual. That's all I got it's to say about take. that. a great take. Yeah, sometimes I disagree with you on these. You're spot on on this one. That no, is this is, you're just a nasty person. If you like chocolate and mint together, you're just nasty. Yeah, mint is for toothpaste. Let's Don't just... drink behind that person. Don't drink water behind that get person. Get away from them. Yeah, all right. Nasty person. A lot to get to here today, Hugh. But you know what I was thinking about this morning? At 10-1, and 1, when, you know, when the Eagles defeated the Buffalo Bills to move to 10-1, and 1, if I had said to everyone out there, do you expect the Eagles to be playing? <laughs> you got to do it to your Loris Fishburne. What if I told you? <laughs> that at this point of the season, that these two teams were going to go in two totally different directions. Oh, they did. They did, that, Lawrence. Because that's, that's exactly what happened. So if I had told you at 10-1, and one, do you expect – I asked you, do you expect the Eagles to be playing in the NFC Championship? You and all of us would have said, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe I don't know if they're going to win it, but they're going to be They're going to be in the NFC Championship game. And here we are now. It's title game weekend. The Chiefs and the Ravens in the AFC, the Lions and the Niners in the NFC. Obviously no Eagles. And what I'm wondering this morning as we look forward to these games and what should be a great Sunday of football is can the Eagles quickly get back there, right? Can we quickly get back to the level they were at last year, the level we thought they could be at this year? Is this thing a quick fix? Hugh Douglas, as we enter what's going to be a major, major offseason of change with obviously the coaching, shuffling, new coordinators, they're going to make changes to the roster. Do you think this is a quick fix? Like when I say to you, NFC Championship game, do you think they quickly can get back here? Yes, I do. And I'll tell you why. If I need, Even though you didn't ask me that question, you know you what? Tell me, one. Hugh. But I'll tell you why. I feel like with this offense and the offensive firepower that we have, we just need to figure out what the problem was. It's almost like, you know, how you, you have this, 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 this Ferrari, like, because that's what the uh, comparison mm-hmm. is. We got a Ferrari. And something's wrong. It's not firing on all cylinders, or, or maybe it's not turning over. So you got to do, you know, maybe change out some spark plugs or whatever. It's still a, it's still a Ferrari, though. You just got to you just got to figure out what's going to make it go, get it back up to optimum levels, 
and get it moving. I think we can. I really, really do. So, look, I, Hugh, I want you to be right, and I, look, I want nothing more than next year on this Friday us to get ready for an NFC Championship game and, and planning a trip to, I guess it's what, uh, New Orleans a year from now? I ain't got no problem with New Orleans. You know what? I'd love mm-hmm. that. But I don't think this has, is a very quick fix. Now, can Howie do this? Yeah, I mean, I've seen Howie Roseman take a team that was bad and make them good pretty quickly. So Howie is capable of fixing things maybe faster than most executives in the NFL. I think it's one of his best traits. But I look at this team, I, I don't think this is a quick fix. Or here, Here's what's standing out to me. I just looked at their depth chart right now. Mm-hmm. And I tried to count because I was counting the, good, the, the players that are really good on the Chiefs, Ravens, Lions, and 49ers. And with those teams, I'm into the double digits. Like, man, that guy's really good. That guy's really good. And, and obviously the whole team, both sides of the football. I went and looked this morning. I've got seven players on the Eagles I feel really good about. And most now, of them play offense. Five play offense. Yes. Yep. Now, it doesn't mean they don't have other players that could be good. I'm just yes. saying today, here, here are the seven players I feel really good about. And some of them come with you know some question marks. I still feel really good about Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. But some people don't feel as good as I do, okay? A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Landon Dickerson, Lane Johnson. That's the five on offense. I'm not counting with all of that. I I'm, can work with. I'm not counting Kelsey because I think he's got one foot out the door. But he can still play. He, well, of course he can still play. But right now I'm going to I'm going to assume he's not playing. Okay. So that's five on offense, and I've only got two defensive players I feel really good about, and that is Hassan Reddick and Jalen Carter. You know who I feel good about? Who you feel good Billy about? Billy Ringo. That I, I good? Know, I, that I feel, good already? I, like, listen, and I know y'all gonna think I'm crazy. I do. <laughs> I, I, if I fix this team, if it's me, I'm my secondary is gonna be young. It's gonna be some young Thundercats back there. So I have me some youngins. And then you know what? That could work. It's where it works for some. With teams. Coach Fangio, yeah, yeah it I'm could work. I've got seven players right now. Assuming Kelsey retires, I feel good about. That's not enough. I mean, I look at the rosters of the teams playing this weekend. That's enough. And it's no nah, those the teams. That's enough. Seven? Yes. No, you need Yo, no. 50. Listen, listen to what I'm saying. Like because you're looking at it differently. Like when you when you break down the the San Francisco 49ers. Let's use that for example. How many players on their team? Like because you you're talking about they have a talented team. Like a de- depth, talent, and yes, depth. Yeah. Yes. But how many players on that squad can you can absolutely not do without? Well, because well, oh, you mean like you can't see, lose? Well, you can't like like Debo Samuels is I would say is one of those guys. He's indispensable. Yeah, yeah. you can't. I, I yeah. would like. There's a debate, a strong debate on Brock Purdy. Oh, uh, he's good. I think he's good. Yeah, but there's a debate whether oh, or not you can win without him. Yeah. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, you need him. You need him. Uh, you could the linebacker play from them. Warner Greenlaw. Yeah. Yeah. It, it could potentially – that's debatable. Sure. Yeah, but they, I think they need they, those guys. They need – but I'm saying it's yeah. debatable. So the way I view it is, like, the teams playing this weekend, especially the Niners, and I think the Lions have a lot more good players than we realize, like, mm-hmm. just like yeah. Gibbs and McGuck. Yes. But I think these teams that we're talking about right now have, like – and I haven't counted all of them, but I would guess if I counted, like, 15 really good players. Let's, we got seven. Let's, let's do we it We got like a ways this. to go. Let's, let's, let's make this easy, Joe. Like, we have – Look at the levels. Look, and when I say levels, I mean okay. Look at the line, look at the linebacker play, look at running back play, and look at corner play. We need one person at every level. We have on 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 the offensive side of the ball. We have playmakers at every level. We we need to probably find a running back. Yeah, you know, all the Eagles running backs are free agents, by the way. Yes. Swift, Scott, the only game we need, game a, we need a run. Back. We need a running back. Yo, we need yo, a yeah. running back. Yep. But. The side that we are deficient on is the defensive side, where we need levels. 
we got a nice stout defensive line. We got some young Thundercats in the middle there. That's their that, strength, yeah. Yes. But after that, who did who did and I'm not trying to point anything out, but who was it in the Cunningham when 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 Howard and Reed talked about he had a pretty good season? Yeah, yeah. I'll, listen, dog, and I know you run the organization, and you know you're probably gonna look at me sideways when I see you for me saying this, but I don't know what film you was watching because there was nobody on that on that in that linebacker area nah. that I would look at and be like, hey, if I was in the if I was in a street fight and I had to pick the people that I want to street fight with me, <laughs> no, he no. would not be one of them. No, they're linebackers. He would definitely not be one of them. We're bad now. On the flip side of that, and, and the reason why I, I say this is because I like what I saw. Now, they have to learn. I like Keely Ringo. I like Eli Ricks. I like those guys. I I know Slay's a good player, and I'm not trying to diminish anything that he brings to the table. He had a hell of a career and everything, but, but what I need my defense to be right now, I don't feel like he fits that. Slay. Yes. Yeah, well, you and, you and I are on the same page. I don't, I, I'm I don't, done. Because I need, like right now, if I'm Coach Fangio or what I've read about him, I need some hitters. I need some physical guys that are not opposed to physical confrontation. Yeah. And it just feels to me like, you know, you get older, you make business decisions, and that's cool. I'm okay with that. Somebody, you know, Slay will get a job somewhere, but it won't be here. If it's me, if it's me back there, I'm going with all young guys. I, I know you are. He wants to play all the rookies. I love this. I, I would trade Slate, too. So he, but my thing is, I only feel really good about seven players. You, maybe you throw Milata in. Maybe eight. He's, he's good. Jordan's a good player. Yeah, he's a good player. So, like, seven or eight players I feel good about. I'm looking at these teams playing this weekend. They've got 15 dudes, like, really high-level players. I, th- I don't think this is a quick fix. I think Howie's got a lot of work to do. And then on top of all of it, we're going to have a brand-new offense. That takes time. Brand-new. You know, that could take four, a whole training camp four or five weeks into the season for those guys, even with the talent we have here on offense, to get on the same page. 215-592-9494. Are the Eagles a quick fix? And what I mean by that is playing on this weekend to get back here, not to be good. They should be pretty good almost by accident because they have a pretty good roster. I mean to get back to this level. Is this a quick fix? Howie. He made sure to remind us the cupboard isn't bare a couple days ago. If you go back to when we walked off the field after the Buffalo game and we were 10-1, and which I've talked about that time machine, I would take a time machine to do that. That would be a beautiful thing, but we can't. Um, I think there would be a lot different narrative being told, and we can't lose sight of the big picture. Um, we have a lot of good people on this football team. We got a lot of good players. We got a lot of good coaches. We got a lot of good people in this building. You know, I look around this building, I couldn't be more proud of the people. That doesn't mean we can't fight through adversity. That doesn't mean we can't overcome this and take this back to the level and beyond that we were at last year. It's not going to take a snap of the fingers. We got to work hard. We, we got to do whatever we can to have the right people, um, bring in the right people to to do that. But we have a lot of those pieces in place. Um, this cupboard isn't even close to bear. Yeah, how will you say that? I got to see it. I mean, I, I think back to a year ago as the Eagles were getting ready to play the Niners, I thought they had the best roster in football. I thought there was, you know, 15 or 20 really high-level players. I see seven or eight right now. Mm-hmm. And questions with some of those, including the quarterback. Kyle, how you feeling on this? Is this thing a quick fix? And, you know, we mean by that, like serious contention. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, I think it is. And I know it sounds weird to say after the, the turmoil that we all uh, dealt with and, and talked about yesterday, but I think it's been lost on a lot of us that, this team literally was just in the Super Bowl the year prior. There's no better quick fixer in the NFL than Howie freaking Roseman. I, I don't think the cupboard really is that bare. Like, I, I mean, as you're contending, like, 
the quarterback is in place. We can debate whether he's top five, top ten, this or that. Agreed. I think we can all agree that we can win a Super Bowl with Jalen Hurts as quarterback. I, I think, think that's so. – yeah. I and, still believe that. Yes. Yeah. So, and then if you think about it, like put it into perspective, if we just had a slightly better defense this year, we probably have won the division – maybe win a playoff game. We could be playing in this weekend this year. If Bradbury isn't covering uh, freaking, what's his name, Jackson Smith and Jigba in Seattle, we might be the division winners yeah. right now. I, I mean, if the defense is just slightly better, it could be us here this weekend now, even with all the dysfunction that we have on the offense. So, yeah, I think just a, a few patches here and there in the offseason, if there isn't really something deeper going on between the quarterback and the head coach, uh, then I think the offense will be able to turn it around because you do have the talent in place on that side of the ball. So I think you just add to the defense a little bit. You can find yourself right back here. It's the NFL, man. Things happen really quick. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, like we we still got that nasty taste in our mouth about how this season ended and, and all the questions that weren't answered at the press conference about where the disconnect was. But I feel like, you know, every year the old saying is hope springs eternal. And, you know, with a little bit of time away from it, everybody's reflecting on their role in, in whatever it was in this demise, that we can get this thing back going. I, I, I honestly do believe that. But in order to do that, you got to have some real conversations with yourself and be tough on yourself. You got to ask yourself, did I do everything in my power to help this team reach its ultimate goal? Was I a good enough teammate? Did I communicate well enough what I was trying to, to get done? And if you can answer those questions, yeah, then you you have nothing to worry about. But if you can't, then you got to go back to the drawing board and try to get it right. 215-592-9494. Are the Eagles a quick fix to get back to this level to be in a championship game? Hugh and Kyle do think so. I, I see a roster that needs a running back, an offensive lineman, a D tackle, two linebackers, a safety, a corner, probably another edge rusher. I, I think they've got a lot of work. Now, how he can do it, how he's done this before, quickly fixed it, but, boy, I don't think this is a, just a simple, like, boom, we're right, right back. I think Howie's got a lot of work to do. 215-592-9494. Jeff in Wilmington. What's up, Jeff? What's up, guys? How you doing, Jeff? What are you thinking? Yeah, I think it's a fairly quick fix just based on the way Howie operates. You know, this is kind of like in the movie Back to the Future when Marty's uh, family members were disappearing off of the picture. Some, it, 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 he'll, he'll get to the point where he fixes it now. To fix it, you better get a really good offensive coordinator in here um, because we have the talent on offense. Yeah, we need a running back, but I, I feel good about it. it. It makes me mad that they that they let it get away from them last year. How he spins this 30-some win stuff. Yeah, dude, but you know what? We had the best team last year, and we didn't win the Super Bowl. And this past season, we basically just went in the tank for the last six games, and you let that happen. So don't give me the 30-some wins. I need a championship. Yeah, and that's all that matters, Jeff. And and the, the part about the 30-some wins, it, it's great, right? But yeah, no great. one no one feels great about a win they had over, you know, the Saints two years ago within the mix of that 30 wins because right. we're watching the last six this year. Like, yes, it's uh, facts are facts, but we're more focused on the end of this year. I'm more of the opinion now in the last six weeks or so that the Eagles won those games in spite of Nick as opposed to because of him. Mm. I agree with that. Yeah, no, I, I do. Yeah. I, not, not that he was holding them back, but I don't know if he was no. pushing them towards the wins either. Yeah, I mean, based on what how he's done, what he's going to be next year, uh, Nick's just going to be, you know, checking in meetings here and there and writing a Saturday uh, speech. Well, what else is he going to do? I mean, you know, what 
what has he done when you think about it? Like you always ask, what does he do? And <clears throat> I guess his role is going to be more defined. Uh, this year coming up. Well, it better be. Yeah, otherwise we're going to ask those questions dude. after every game. And Jeff, yeah, we appreciate the phone he gotta, call. He got a like he's in a he's in a position where he's going to have to put his stamp on this football team because you know we make a lot of jokes about it, but the, the honesty is he made him he didn't do himself no favor no. when he had that press conference and he answered the question the way that he answered the question when he said sometimes I'll be in the defensive me, sometimes I won't be. That that is not a comfortable place to be. I don't see how anybody could feel comfortable being in that situation, knowing that the next OC that comes in here, if he's the architect, well, if, if this offense plays better, he's going to be looked at as the architect of their success. Yep. So you have to do something. You're going to have to make your mark somewhere. Oh, there, well, there's no question. Yeah, I mean, he's he's going to have to do something different than he did this past year, and he's going to have to find a way to, get, especially the locker room stuff. That that's he'd better take care of that. The culture stuff. That's his whole thing now, right? I understand there are coaches coaching this weekend. People pointed this out to us yesterday that are not play callers, right? John Harbaugh's not a play caller. Dan Campbell's not a play caller. But they put their stamp on the franchise, yeah, on yeah. the game. Yeah, and, and you know what's funny? I was talking to somebody about that yesterday. And the best way that I, I could say it, and I know we joked about it a lot, they're leaders of men. Mm-hmm. And when they walk into the room, they have an aura about them that exudes, like they exude confidence, and when they speak, they, they make you feel like you would run through a brick wall for him. And Coach Sirianni is not there yet. He can get to that point. But he has I don't think he's exuded that, especially this year. Sometimes in his press conference conferences, he doesn't sound like he's clear and concise at all. He doesn't. And it sounds like, you know, it was cute when he was talking about the flowers and everything. But we are in, we're in crisis mode right now. And he is doing nothing right now. He's done nothing. If you're being honest with yourself, he's done nothing to make this this fan base feel good about the decisions that the Eagles made. So, you know, the th- three coaches, right, Tomlin, Harbaugh, and, and Dan Campbell, right, they don't call plays. Mm-hmm. You know what I feel they do? They put the, the identity of the team, they exude the identity. Yes. Right, Dan Campbell, what, their identity is they're aggressive. He goes for fourth down all the time. He, so they, the players think like him. John Harbaugh, he's buttoned up and prepared. The Ravens are. And what is Tomlin? Tough. That you, are, you are a mirror of your coach. Yes. And to your point. When Coach Campbell came in, you remember his press conference, everybody was talking about him talking about biting people's yeah. ankles and everything. But as you see, as he went through that process of being a head coach, he got better at articulating what he had to say. Because it's all about your presentation, especially when you're talking about uh, being a leader of men. And, and that's what Coach Sirianni is. And if you're sitting up there, the one thing that Big Red did, like people didn't like it, but he was stoic in his me- when he had his press conference. He didn't say a whole lot. He was different on the field. But that's what you have to be. Coach Harbaugh, he's not a jokey, jokey guy. Uh, another coach that, that does not call plays, Coach Tomlin. And people are talking about, well, Coach Tomlin hasn't been anywhere in the last couple of years and the team uh, hasn't been to the Super Bowl. But if I'm not mistaken, Joe, Coach Tomlin has, still has a winning record. Like he hasn't had a losing season since he's been coaching. Never has, yep. And, and, and you know how hard it is? And people are talking about, well, you know, he had the likes of A.B., Ben Roethlisberger, and all that other stuff. All the turmoil, the coaching, the the quarterback changes, the coordinator changes, and all the stuff that he's had to deal with the adversity, he still found a way to get a winning record out of the season and make it to the playoffs this year. That is a phenomenal coaching job. And yeah, I know third it's, string quarterback at the yes, end. Yeah. And 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 I know for a lot of people that's hard to see sometimes because we we get so caught up in our fandom 
that we can't see the forest for the trees, but that's hard to do. Being a leader of men is the number one, uh, the number one uh, quality that you have to have as a head coach, in my opinion. Rob and Delco's up. What's up, Rob? Yo, you. What's up, fellas? What's going hey, on? Hey, Rob. Man? What are you feeling? Good morning, Atlanta. You, I'm, I'm about to come at you, okay, you? Good morning. What's going on, man? Hey, buddy, listen. Um, you said something yesterday, and real fast on the coaching thing, you know what Tomlin has and Harbaugh has, Joe? They have a clout. They yes. have a Super Bowl. They have a personality. Like, you know, Tomlin has those eyes, that intensity. Harbaugh, the way he speaks. Can, can our guy – I got a nickname for him. I call him Nicky Neuter now because he was neutered. That's his nickname, new nickname Nicky Neuter. Um, because he still can't put words together. He still can't. Like, come on. Get somebody in, like, you know, to help him communicate better, to talk better. But anyway, he got – you're right. He got clipped yesterday, Joe. And I'll go back to what I said. Unless they gave him an extension you, I'm not listening to this guy. I'm not listening to this guy if I'm a player on the team because he's a lame duck guy. Because, Joe, we face, we're going one and two or one and three. You know he's getting bombarded with questions. Oh, Robin, it, it'll be after 0-1. I mean, his job security, we, we will be on interim Absolutely. watch from day one. And if Kyle, every time he speaks from now on, if you have, like, that circus music in the background, that doo 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 There we go. That's what it was yesterday. There you go. When he spoke and how he spoke. It was like a big old circus you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you, man. Do you think it's a quick fix, Rob? Joe, absolutely not. And you know what? Howie's on the clock now. After backing his coach yesterday and giving me that BS with the with the wins and this and that and getting, you know, and we got nothing out of it and, and we're we're in shambles right now, I, I don't want to hear about that. So, you know what? Him backing the coach puts him on the clock for me now, too. And I, let me touch on the offense and defense real fast. The defense, Hugh, you mentioned about, oh, you like to see the quarters. Like, cornerbacks play a little bit more physical yesterday. Well, this Fangio guy, does he – Play the bend but don't break defense again, Joe. What what are we doing here? Well, he We're, plays. They don't want to give up big plays, but he but he does like uh, physical corners in the run game. But, yeah, but but no but no player. But I'll say this. I'll say this, Rob. Come like on. like I, I hear what you're saying. Appreciate you, Rob. But most teams are like that because even even in Jim Johnson's defense, I remember vividly being in meetings. Our goal going into the game: don't give up more than 17 points. Don't give up more than 100 yards rushing. Those are the two things that I remember standing out to me, and I remember the the uh, the the, uh, the way that you described Jen Johnson's defense was a bend but but don't break philosophy. Now we blitzed quite a bit and we ran a lot of stunts up front. We 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 did a lot of that, but that was the mentality because when you look at like the the era that I played in and you look at the defense that we had. We were considered a smaller unit, right? Like a smallish yeah. kind of unit, because you talk about Corey Simon was like three hundred pounds. Hollis was Hollis was our biggest D tackle. Undersized defensive ends. Yes, we were like we were a smaller group. Yeah. So we are are we played to our strengths, which was, which was stunning, playing quick, and aggressive corner play. You know that's a. So when I hear, I understand for people when they hear Ben but don't break, that rubs them the wrong way. That's that's when I hear it, it's. You play to the style of players that you have, and we did this last year, and it had seventy sacks. I yeah. mean, it, it it can work. And you and you also want to play, you want to play off the strength of your offense. 
Of course. Okay. So, you know, you want to try to make teams as one-dimensional one as you possibly can. 215-592-9494. Hop in right now. Are the Eagles a quick fix to get back to this level, to get back to a title game weekend? Hugh believes they are. I don't. I think there's a lot of work to do here this offseason for Harry Rose, but you can react to everything, including the Fangio hire. Patrick Willis, former All-Pro and a Fangio player, will join us at noon. When we get back, Mike Lombardi's perspective on Sirianni's role. Quick fix, too dysfunctional. And some potential Eagles coasters. A lot to get to. 215 592 9494. It's the Midday Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What does Jalen Hurts think? And we don't know. And we're only going to know if he makes the rounds at the Super Bowl, and I doubt that he will. He doesn't want to go talk about this and get grilled about them firing his friend and do you think, you know, what do you think about the new offensive coordinator? How much input did you have in it? Blah, blah, blah. So I just think that's that's an issue that potentially could cause a fracture between Hertz and Sirianni. How can it not? They fired his friend. We don't know how he reacted to it because Sirianni wouldn't say. And now we go forward and we wonder if they hire a coordinator that Jalen Hurts is going to feel good about. We don't know because they sure aren't going to tell it. We don't know. And that music could be apropos for the 2024 season. Welcome back. Midday show. Hugh Douglas shows you. It's all part of why I think this is more than just a quick fix. I think they got a lot of work to do. Put the relationships together. Put the team together. Howie's got work to do. 215-592-9494. Hugh, that part is interesting. We don't know what Hurts thinks of the Brian Johnson stuff. And that's his guy. And they scapegoated his guy. I mean, let's just be real. Like The only guy that left on the offense so far is Brian Johnson. Yeah. That's the only guy they got rid of on the offense. Yeah. And there was a disconnect there. Yeah. I, I I do not understand how somebody that supposedly know you better than anybody else in this Eagles organization can't connect with you on a level where y'all can be on the same page and get this offense going. I that that to me blows my mind. Mm. That is the biggest question that I think that should have been asked in the press conference. Why couldn't Coach Johnson and Jalen Hurts Get it together, because it it just it, it looked like if you if I close my eyes and I watch the way this offense play, you you couldn't tell me that they were friends, you couldn't tell me you couldn't tell me that because it it didn't look like they were in concert with it, it, each other on anything that they did throughout the course of the year. Now we had our moments where the offense pulled pulled you know our bacon out of the fire, yeah, and even then. You looked and you were like, "Wait a minute, what is that?" I, I remember vividly watching the game with a. Uh, I was watching the game with Gilly, and he asked me a question. He said, "Hey, it was like three minutes left on the clock against against uh, the Com- Commodores," and he was like, "What do you do in this situation?" You know, I said, "You usually run the ball, run the clock out. We're throwing the ball. Made me look like a straight up and out idiot." And then <laughs> so the, I'm sitting then there. the defense <laughs> lost the lead. Had to go to overtime. Yeah. And he's looking at me like, "What? What's going on?" And I'm like. Normally, and I'm and I'm defending. I'm like normally in that situation, you run the ball because you're trying to you're trying to run the clock out and start the game. Why away. give them the ball back? Yes. Why would you do that? And it it for the life of me, the only thing I could see was like, hey, new new offense, new new league, 
But back in, you know, and I went to the old man car. Back in my day, we used to run the ball to, 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 to end the game. We weren't taking no chances. Maybe they wanted to score more points. It was ridiculous to me. But, uh, yeah, that, that kind of blew my mind when I saw that. One more to listen to because this is interesting. Mike Lombardi. I know people are like, oh, Lombardi's the guy that ripped Doug. Yeah, but Mike Lombardi's been around pro football for a long time. He's seen a lot both here in Philadelphia, Raiders, Patriots, obviously. Here's what Mike Lombardi had to say here about Sirianni and his voice now. Will it lose any power in this new structure? Well, I, I think what Sirianni said, I want to be the head coach. Well, the head coach, if you're not going to call offense or defensive plays, you got to be the strategist. you got to be able to say, okay, here's how we want to play the game this weekend. Here's what I want offensively, philosophically. Here's what I want philosophically, defensively, and in the kicking game. And this is how I want the team to work, operate, and I'm going to make sure during the season we're doing all those things. And that's not just going to team meetings, which he's said later maybe i'll go to a defensive meeting maybe i'll go to a special teams no that's about being the ceo of the football program which involves coaching the coaches right and when you remove yourself from a tactician which is calling plays to a strategist you've got to see the whole entire game as a head coach now will that happen in philly i don't know i mean it's going to be fascinating to see because he's going to have to instill his leadership and the players are going to have to feel that he's impacting all three areas or else his voice is going to become less and less it's a challenge right he worked with the offense last year. He didn't call the plays, but he was instrumental in the game planning. So now he's going to remove himself from that role, and then he's going to have to fill in a role as the head coach. It is interesting the way he framed it. Like His entire job is going to change that because of his new thing. And it doesn't mean he can't do it well, but it's going to be different for everyone in the building. You have to exude confidence, man. You have to exude confidence. and In turn, your players will believe in you because you're asking them to run their brick walls for you. You're asking them to believe in – your philosophy, your defensive philosophy, and go out there and play that butt off to get a win. The one thing that I remember vividly about being in Jacksonville and when Jack Del Rio, and I always go back to Jack because, you know, we're, we're friends now. I, I have to say that first. And that was his first head coaching job. But there was and, – and I was an older player. Let me just throw that in there too. I did not believe in what Jack was selling. And at one point, like after I was out of Jacksonville and I was working at ESPN, I had a chance to see him. And we had that conversation. And he said, you didn't, you didn't buy into what I was selling. And I was like, you're right, I didn't. I said, I didn't, and I'm not going to lie to you. I said, when you, you, know, you brought that damn axe and that piece of wood in the <laughs> locker room, that changed it for me. Right. And we, you know, we were able to talk about that as men. But that's what it's all about, Joe. It's, it's about believing in whatever. If my coach came up here and said, hey, even though the sky is blue, it's purple. And I'm going to tell you why it's purple, because, you know, we're going to whatever. You have to be able to believe that because that's what you're doing. When I, when I watch these games this weekend and I watch these young men play, you know what I see on the field that, that is exuded from, especially when you talk about the Detroit Lions, the way that their GM was in the, 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 uh, the elevator acting a whole donkey. They play with the energy that is exuded from their coaches, yep. their, their GM, and all of that, you feel that on the field, and that's what you have to have in order to have success in the NFL. If I, I could be a coach, if I could get those guys to buy into what I was selling, that's the bottom line. And right now, Coach Sirianni isn't doing that. That's the that's the bottom line. He's not. He's he hasn't done that, and he's given none of us any anything to make us feel comfortable by what he said in the press conference. Just to give a couple of recent examples in one now, and then we'll go right back to the phones. We do have some, uh, some Eagles coaching news to get to in a few minutes. I, you said it earlier, a, play, a team's play, it's like a reflection of their coach, right? 
when the Patriots were at their best, they played like they were one step ahead. They knew before anyone else, and maybe it's because they were cheating, but the reality was that their coach had them super prepared, and they played like it. Mm -hmm. To use the Lions example now, because they're a big story. They play like the energy that their coach has. They, yes. they, and you know what the Eagles play like? In the last two years, they played kind of like front runners when things were good and the yeah. coach is yelling at everyone. So you get punched in the mouth. And they got punched in the mouth and they quivered. I mean, that that's the reality. So we that's got to be changed here. 215-592-9494. Do you believe this is a quick fix for the Philadelphia? Let's go back to the phone lines here and then some Eagles coaching news to talk about. Anthony at South Philly. Hey, Anthony. Joe, how are you, buddy? Good, Anthony. We feeling? You, how you doing? Hey, how you doing today, man? What's going on? <laughs> All right, buddy. Listen, Joe, I, I agree with you. I don't think this is a quick fix. Uh, they need a, a, a complete overhaul in their back seven on defense. They need rotational depth on the defensive line. Um, yesterday, Howie Roseman had the, the gall to say that he has faith in the Kobe Dean and Cunningham had a good season. Uh, I, I don't know if this guy's living in fantasy world, but if he can't recognize he don't have any linebackers, that's going to be the beginning of the problem. Uh, listen, I watched it in the Kobe Dean. He's undersized and he can't cover. They were pulling him out of games early in the year and putting Morrow in. He's 230. How's he going to shed 330-pound offensive linemen to make tackles? I just don't see it. So as far as that goes, if you can't recognize your deficiencies from the jump and you're going to keep he's going to what's he going to do? He's going to stick the Kobe Dean down our throat like he did with Isaiah Whiteside and Rager for a year? Let's hope not. Yeah, and Anthony, no the other part about Dean that's a worry is he just physically can't stay healthy. At Georgia because he he's came too in small. Yeah, and, and this year he had a shot and unfortunately he couldn't stay on the field. I, I don't mind keeping him on the roster, giving him the chance to compete, but they gotta get a, a serious linebacker to put next to him. He can't be your number one linebacker. Exactly. And and and, and as far as the offense you need a third wide receiver. You need a right guard if they move uh, Cam Jurgens over. You need a running back because he's probably not going to pay Swift. He don't want to pay running backs. So, I mean, this is where I think you're at, and that's why I agree that it's, it's not a quick overhaul. And as far as this, Ken Sirianni, which is my new name for him because he's Ken now, uh, he's not a source of confidence like you just said. And I feel like they're going to fold at the first sign of adversity because when he's at the helm. Now, listen, he's not even a good game manager. So that's another thing he can't do. And I point to two examples. The Washington overtime game when he had a minute 40 left and he threw a bomb and let them come back and almost blow the game. He almost did it in overtime in the same game. And then in fourth and five in the Tampa Bay game, he went through another bomb instead of getting the first down. So, and, you, and you can't win like that, Anthony. And, wow, and the opposite, yeah, the four guys that are coaching this week, I know Andy used to get ripped for his, his in-game management. Anthony, we appreciate it. They're good in-game coaches, situationally. I mean, Harbaugh's great at it. Uh, you know, Shanahan's not the best at it, but he makes up for it because he's a brilliant play caller. I think Campbell's really good situationally. That stuff matters. All right, 215-592-9494. Some news here, Kyle. Coaching and then uh, maybe some contract stuff going on. Yeah, so actually the third piece of news came in uh, as we were <laughs> – as we were discussing that. So we got number one, uh, the Eagles are interviewing former Jaguars defensive coordinator, Mike Caldwell for their linebackers job. Hughes, former teammate. That's right. He's yeah, I been, like Zeke. Yeah. He's been here before as a yes, linebacker coach. Yes, he has. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yep. So we have that. The Buccaneers plan to interview former Eagles offensive coordinator, Brian Johnson for their vacant offensive coordinator position. Because Canales went to the Panthers. Yep. Uh, and then finally, just a little piece of Flyers news. Owen Tippett got an eight-year extension. Woo! 
Congratulations. Six million dollars. So one of their best young players locked up long term. He was uh he was the main piece in the Claude Giroux trade. What's so. he about twenty three, twenty four years he's old? He's a young fella, yeah. yeah. So he's uh he's gonna be around for a long time and good to see uh the, the fruits of the Claude Giroux uh, Claude Giroux trade. You know, come to fruition. Yeah, and the Flyers need some good news. They need some good PR yes. this week, obviously. Uh, so, uh, leave of absence for Carter Hart, among mm. among some other stuff that is out there. And, and hopefully the Flyers, uh, with this signing, can uh, can continue to move in the right direction. Say what? Yeah, Jonesy, good job getting this kid signed up. All right, Chris in Middletown. What's up, Chris? Chris. Yo, guys. How are you? Hey, Chris. On, Chris. Hey, listen. All right, before we get into this, guys, I have to make an announcement here. Francisco, you are on notice. Man, next time you're, you are doing a show, I'm going to call in and rip you. That was the worst top five of five I ever heard in my life. Well, hold you on, hold through. on, Chris. So, so first you got to tell me what it was because I didn't hear I didn't yesterday. hear the top five of but, five. But, Chris, did you ever hear uh, Moshe Kravitz's top five zoo animals about three summers ago? No. The, guys, let me finish. This was by far the worst. Okay. Yesterday's topic was under 40. Future Hall of Fame WIP guys, right? Okay, so the people here that will be future WIP Hall of Famers that are under Hall 40. Under, under 40. 40. Okay. Under 40. Who did he put in? Guess who he excluded. And this is just in a, just wrong. All right, so well, let me go through some names. Giglio. So I'm under 40. Elliot's under 40. Jack's under 40. Um, am I missing anyone Three else? that were on the list. What was that? That's three that were on the list. We're on the list. Who else is under 40? I mean, obviously, we have Kyle's under 40. Yeah. Uh, any other? Uh, there was a guy excluded that I have a beef with. All right. Am I, who am I missing here that's under 40? TK. TK. All right. So who did and, he leave out? Tell me who he left and out. Buzz. He He put Dan Wilson on the list? Yeah. And so Kyle was on the list. Kyle was not. Buzz was. Guys. I need you to go to bat for your brother. <laughs> I need you to pull that man aside. Yeah, that oh, listen, you, I, Buzz, you, Buzz, no, I got cut. I got cut. I, yeah. I to cut on him. You see, I didn't. I didn't even hear. The, I didn't even hear Francisco list because one day he did a list talking about the top five attractive WIP hosts. He did. Yeah, and I was three. You were on that list. Yeah, I was like, uh, he put Howard. Uh, at, how is it Howard high on that list? You're because they had Howard was number one. We got to talk to Francisco about these lists. Yeah. Straighten them out. Straighten them out, guys. All right, let, let, let's let's move on to the Eagles and important stuff here. Now that we got the most important thing, you know, I already I already I already sent up the alarm. The men are going to handle the, the the job behind the scenes. Can we get a damn linebacker, please? Oh, that'd be nice, Chris. I mean, I, I think everyone in Philadelphia has been saying that for a long time now. It'd be nice. Uh, listen, get, get, get young Trot in here, okay? Howie? Yeah, Howie, we know you like to overcorrect. You know what? You need to do the overcorrection. Bring him in. Draft that young man. And you know what? Patrick Queen is out there. Open the damn checkbook. You know you're fancy with moving numbers around. Go get Patrick Queen and draft a young stud. Queen's 25 years old. Pay him. And you know what? Go out and, and bring these other guys in. Chris, I like that. I, I think Queen, I wanted him. in. The, I think he was the Rager draft, if my memory serves. They could have mm -hmm. had Queen in the draft, Chris. Yeah, just like last year, we, he took Nolan Smith at the tail end and said, nah, uh, I, I, don't need, I don't need another former uh, NFL player, Joey Porter Jr. son. I don't need him. Um, I'll go ahead and, and take this, you know, uh, Ike Reese-looking defensive end. You know, no, no. <laughs> Ooh. Great <Give> shot. <laughs> Leave Ike alone. Uh, He's had a rough one. 
I know, I know. But listen, the, 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 we we got to do this. Enough's enough. He needs to, he needs to change because you know what? We know he's next on the hot seat. So you know what, Howie? I know you listen to the show. I know you listen to the fans. Overcorrect. Make yourself look all gloryful and smart. Go get a trot and go sign Queen, guys. Leave you. Have a great Friday. Good weekend. Thanks. Got it, Chris, buddy. Appreciate the phone call. I just found out here that not only did Francisco have that top five he put together there, apparently he had jacket number one. It was an ass kiss fest. Oh, yeah, come it was on. A little, you know. Now the funny, like, like the tape. Well, he's uh, he's been catching a lot of heat lately. Francisco. Too. Yeah, he's been screwing up a little bit. Man. Well, I'm just. I, I mean, we love him, but he, you know, I mean, he's trying to. He's trying to soften that blow. I'm just saying, like, the, the take there would have not to put Jack on the top. Oh, he would have melted but that's, on the air. Yeah, that's yeah, the Fritz funny would not thing. have been able yeah, to handle that's, that. That's, I mean, that's yeah, what he should have done. The only thing I'll say about the Buzz, I love Buzz. I think Buzz does a fantastic job. But I think a Hall of Famer might know where the dump button is located on the producer. See, that's board. why that's why I said just to I wasn't, start, wasn't going to go yeah. specifics, uh-huh. but that's kind of why he's trying to get back in their good graces. Yeah, yeah I, I think the, the real reality here is it's, it's tough to project that far ahead with the Hall of Fame. That's you guys right. got to let this play mm-hmm. out. Yep. Yeah. We got a lot of Hall of Fame runway to go. There's only one member. Am I correct? It's only Angelo. Yeah, Angelo. Angelo, that's it. Who's the next inductee? Howard? Though Howard, I don't think Howard's Howard going anywhere. Well, Howard, you yeah. Think, yeah. You need yeah, the five-year yeah. period after you retire, right? Or I guess, you know, not when no, Angelo was in. inducted right away. I think right we away. waved that around here. So he's if, going in. Well, no, Angelo Howard's a Hall of Famer at WFA. I mean, like, when is he going to actually hang him up? Oh, he probably never. Never. If Didinger stayed retired, he'd be in it. Yeah, it, he's like um, Ricky Henderson used to do this. He was out of baseball and that he wanted to play kind of again. Disrespectful, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's not. Anything. I know it's not, but it's just the way you said it. Well, if you like, if you just just stayed your ass at home, I would have been. I prefer Ray not retired. Yeah, I love having Ray here as opposed to being retired. I was just saying, but it is kind of like I love Ray Diddy too. But it is kind of weird when you know you're making, you know, he's here sometimes plans, and then all of a sudden somebody calls you be like, "Yo, dog." I ain't hanging them up yet. We should do this I'm one day leaving. in the offseason. Guess the next, uh, you know, the next 10 or 5 or 6, whatever the number is, WIP Hall of Famers down the line. We do it in pro sports, right? Like you can guess the next year's baseball Hall of Fame mm-hmm. class. We should try to guess the next WIP Hall of Famers. How, I think Howard is the most likely next yeah. Hall of Famer. Rhea? Rhea has yeah. Rhea's, oh, Rhea's a Hall of Famer. Rhea has uh, Shout out to Rhea Hughes. Man. Al Morgani. Al, Al yeah. is a Hall of clear. Famer. Very clear. Wechter will be in the WIP Wechter, Hall of Fame. absolutely. Uh, and then, you know, so, like people sort of forget about this name because he's not a host on the station, but Merrill Reese is a Merrill. lock Merrill WIP Reese. Hall it's of Fame. It's a good name. It's a good name. 215-592-9494. Is this a quick fix with the Eagles? I don't think so. Work to do here. Hugh believes it is. Hassan is up next. What's up, Hassan? Hassan. Good morning, fellas. Good morning. Good morning. I was, I was on the not quick fix thing, but – you know what? Come to think of it, this team that we're looking at was a quick fix. So who knows how we can do it all season. I don't really believe in his drafting at all because, as you just pointed to, Jalen Rager's draft when we could have had McLean, <laughs> we could have had a lot of people in Jalen Rager's draft, and we wouldn't be replacing them with the Dillards and the – you know, we could have had Justin Jefferson and, oh, you know – I just don't even want to get into that Rager drag list. How we had to make better picks this summer. Linebacker safety has to be the fact that he gets a defensive lineman every year, and you can like bank on that. You got to go off of that this year, Howie. 
He got enough of those. Yeah, Hassan, it, it feels like it's time for him to re, re kind of figure out his priorities. Like, I, I get it. Offensive, defensive line is, is smart, but you can't ignore linebacker and safety all, like, forever. I mean, they, they had nothing there this year. At all. And Kellen Moore, I don't want him. I saw the offense in Dallas get better without him. I saw the offense in L.A. get worse with him. I don't need him here to do that to my team. I just don't. Eric Bieniemy. I would love for his name to be in the hat. Honestly, Nick Sirianni, it gets worse and worse as we hear about him because it's like the caller said earlier. If you're not, I think it might not even call it, excuse me, uh, Mike Lombardi broke it down. If you're not a strategist, which I don't think by far Nick Sirianni is a strategist. We saw he came in with no game plan, and you go in to a halftime and this doesn't work. There's no adjustments made. I just don't. I don't see what Siri like. He's just wasting time. He's not being fired already. Go ahead and get him out of see, here. Get him out of your head. That's going to go do it. But see, th- this is where, like, I understand the way that you feel, but I-, I think that when they decided to do this, they feel like Coach Sirianni has some redeeming qualities about him. Like, when you look at his resume and his record, yes, he has a pretty impressive record for a first-year head coach. No question about first that. First-time head coach, yeah. Yeah, I said first year. First-time head coach. Uh I think that's what they're looking at, and that's what they're banking on. He still has a lot of growing to do. And, and to me, it's going to be interesting to see how different he approaches coaching this year as opposed to what it was last year and the year before that. Because, you know, he was boisterous. He was, he was loud, and he was, you know, over the top. And like I said, a lot of times that's a reflection. Your team is a reflection of that. Mm-hmm. So I think this year, because there's going to be a lot of eyes on him, especially when it comes to what this offense – is made up of at the beginning of the year, he's probably going to have to change some of those answers. Yeah, Hassan, we appreciate it. I mean, he might be humbled. I mean, he might have to be he humbled. He has to be humble, man. Yeah, and we're going to see if he can be the coach that really is about everything and the, and the strategist, the way uh, Mike Lombardi put it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's it's a major question about him. And, and I look at the team, even in the, you know, outside of Sirianni, I, I feel really good about seven or eight players. they got a lot of work to do. They get, the Lions and the 49ers, you could start going through their rosters. There's like 15 dudes that could play, like really high-level players. And I'm looking at the, this team, I'm like, there's seven or eight. Howie's got a lot of work to do. I don't think this is a quick fix. He's got a big offseason to come. Hugh believes they can get right back this year, you know, to this spot, title game weekend next year. 215-592-9494. We'll keep the calls rolling here. Do you believe the Eagles are a quick fix? And, and I got to throw something to you guys when we get back. Something I've been thinking here with the conference championship games going on, and something just dawned on me. It, it, like once in a while, a, a take hits you like a ton of bricks. I thought about this yesterday as it pertains to all this Eagles nonsense here and trying to figure it out with this head coach. We'll hit that next. 215-592-9494. It is a midday show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. When it comes to the NFL playoffs, you got to win one game at a time. But when you bet the NFL playoffs on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, one game can mean a lot of wins. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, has all your favorite bets like the money line and the spread, plus all sorts of prop bets. I like so much this weekend. I think both underdogs have a real shot, but especially in Detroit. But as far as the touchdown score, give me Isaiah Pacheco, incredible runner for the Chiefs. Ravens very tough against the pass. I think Pacheco gets in the end zone on the ground. Right now, every day, there's an NFL playoff game. FanDuel's giving all customers a no-sweat same-game parlay. That means when you combine all your bets for a chance at a bigger payday, you'll get bonus bets back if your same-game parlay doesn't win. Visit FanDuel.com slash G-I-G-L-I-O if you don't already have an account. 
FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94 WIP. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.